Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Sayfur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 130. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam leaves home. Although Ali radiallahu an was in the Prophet's bed, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself was still in the house surrounded by the assassins. The Prophet, peace be upon him, came out of his house and took a handful of dust which he sprinkled above the young boy's heads while reciting the following verse. I have placed a barrier in front of them and a barrier behind them. I have covered them so that they cannot see. Surah 36 verse 9 The youths outside did not see the Prophet, peace be upon him, leave. He went swiftly to Abu Bakr, and together they travelled, not towards Yadrib, but in the opposite direction towards Yemen. Before dawn, they had covered a distance of about five miles, and then they took refuge in a cave on Mount Thur. Unaware of the Prophet's escape, the would-be assassins continued to wait for him to come out of his house. Only at dawn, when Ali awoke, and came out, did they realize that they had been tricked. They interrogated Ali about the Prophet's whereabouts, but he pleaded ignorance. They then dragged him to the Kaaba and kept him captive there, but he divulged nothing. Then they rushed to Abu Bakr's house and found that he also disappeared. However, they did find his daughter Asma, who refused to tell them anything. Her calm defiance enraged them, and a furious Abu Jahl slapped her so hard that her earring flew from her ear. The Quraysh began searching for the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr, and announced that there was a reward of 100 camels for each fugitive brought back dead or alive. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr arrived in the cave on Mount Thur, Abu Bakr entered first to clear away anything that might injure the Prophet He found a few holes and stuffed them with pieces of cloth. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then entered and went to sleep with his head on Abu Bakr's lap. Suddenly, something stung Abu Bakr's foot, but he did not even twitch, fearing he would wake the Prophet. The pain was so intense that tears began to run down his cheeks and onto the Prophet's face. The Prophet woke up and saw that Abu Bakr was in pain. He then applied his spittle on the injury and the pain disappeared. For three consecutive nights, the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr remained hidden in the cave. During this period, Abu Bakr's son, Abdullah, would pass his nights nearby. The clever young man would return to Makkah so early in the morning that the Quraysh had no idea that he had slept elsewhere. Each day in Makkah, he collected information about the activities of the Quraysh, and each night he updated the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr an. Abu Bakr's slave, Amr bin Fuhayra an, would graze Abu Bakr's goats near the cave so that both men could drink fresh milk. Early the next morning, Amr would drive the goats back to Makkah along the same route that Abu Bakr's son took to obscure his footprints. Meanwhile, the search party scoured the area south of Makkah where the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr were hiding. Once the Quraysh even came upon the mouth of the cave, and had they looked down while standing at the edge of the cave, they would have surely found the men they were hunting. With the Quraysh so close to discovering their hiding place, Abu Bakr became very tense about the Prophet's safety. The Prophet, peace be upon him, reassured him, 
How can you be apprehensive about two with whom is a third, especially when the third one is Allah? On the first night of Rabi'ul Awwal, Abdullah bin Uraikat Laythi, the guide hired by the Prophet Muhammad wasallam to take them to Yaldrib, arrived in the valley of Mount Thur with Abu Bakr's two camels. Abu Bakr's slave Amr bin Fuhaira accompanied them. The guide first headed south toward Yemen and then led the small group westward toward the Red Sea. Before reaching the sea, he veered north towards Yaldrib, taking a seldom-traveled route. They journeyed all night and half of the next day. They then stopped, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, rested in the shade beneath a rock. Meanwhile, Abu Bakr found a herdsman who let him milk one of the goats. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, awoke, Abu Bakr gave him fresh milk. Then they pushed ahead. Perhaps it was the next day that the Prophet and Abu Bakr passed by the tent of Umm Abad on the outskirts of Qadid near Mashal, about 130 kilometers from Mecca. They asked her whether she had anything for four weary travelers. She apologized, saying her goats were grazing far away and the only one at hand was a small goat that was unable to stay with the herd and didn't have a drop of milk to give. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked for permission to milk it, and when he did, milk flowed from its udders. He filled a large bowl with milk and first lit her drink. After that, each of the travellers drank their full. When they had all finished, he milked the goat again and left the bowl full of milk for the woman. After they resumed their journey, the woman's husband returned. Umm Abad told him about what had happened, and she gave him such a complete description of the travellers that her husband exclaimed, That was the man from the Quraysh that I've been hearing about. If I ever have the opportunity, I will join his followers. On the third morning after the Prophet's departure, the Makkans heard a voice echo through the streets. They were unable to find where it was coming from because it was not the voice of a human. It was a genie or spirit saying, Allah, Lord of the people, bless those two companions who reached the tent of Umm Abad. In safety they broke their journey, and in safety they resumed it. Anyone who befriends Muhammad finds success. O Quraysh, by driving Muhammad away you have forfeited glory and dominion. Blessed is the tribe of Banu Kaab. The lady's tent became a refuge for Muhammad. Ask your lady about the weak goat and the milking bowl. The goat will also inform you if you ask it. When the Prophet and his companions left Qadid, a man by the name of Suraka bint Malik bin Jushum Majlaji spotted them. He thought he would capture the fugitives and take them back to Makkah to collect the reward. As he charged ahead on his horse, it suddenly stumbled and he fell to the ground. Being superstitious, he drew an arrow to see how favorable the situation was. The arrow he drew was unfavorable, but greedy for the bounty, he ignored the omen and mounted the horse again. This time his horse carried him close enough to the fugitives that he could hear the Prophet, peace be upon him, reciting the Qur'an. Abu Bakr nervously looked back, but the Prophet was unconcerned. This time the forelegs of the horse sank into the sand, and again the rider tumbled to the ground. Suraka cursed the horse, and with great difficulty he managed to pull the horse's legs out of the sand, but when he looked behind, he saw dust rising from the horse's hoofprints like smoke.
He quickly pulled out another arrow to find yet another bad omen. Now he was convinced that he would not be able to capture the Prophet, peace be upon him. He then called to the Prophet wasallam and surrendered. The travellers stopped and waited for him to come forward. Suraka offered them food, but they refused his rations. The Prophet, peace be upon him, did, however, ask him not to tell the Quraysh of their whereabouts. Suraka agreed and asked to be given a letter of safe conduct for future security. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked Amr to write the letter on a piece of tanned leather. Suraka then returned toward Makkah. He told all of the bounty hunters he met to go back because he had already searched the area and the fugitives were nowhere to be found. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book is being compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarakpuri. If you'd like to download this episode and previous episodes of this book reading, you're welcome to go to our podcast, vocfm.iono.fm, and click on the book reading, When the Moon Split channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.